0: alrighty what is up y'all Kevin Kuhn here from athlete factors this is the athlete factors podcast my guest today is none other than James banks what's up man
1: how you doing man i am good to be part of this next next podcast man that we that we're doing yeah we a lot of helpful info to a lot of y'all out there man so y'all just stay tuned
0: awesome dude it's so good to have you back you were uh, you were officially my second guest I think my third episode. Um, and so, you know, you, you've been really part of this basically since the beginning. So it's awesome to have you back on and, uh, catch up with you and, um, see how things have changed and how business has grown and how, um, yeah, how you've grown, how your philosophies have grown and, uh, aspects of both training and, and coaching. And I can't wait to, you know, to get into it. So, um, yeah, so. Catch everybody up with, um, you know, who you are, uh, where you're training out of, what, you know, what the basic, uh, um, I guess, like your specialty areas and, you know, just so people know, you know, the, the important stuff about you.
1: Okay, sounds good, man. Um, so, yeah, y'all, like Kevin said, my name is James Banks. I'm a sports performance coach uh, located in New Orleans. Um, basically deal with a lot of football athletes, um, you know, a lot of track and field athletes, you know, speed-related athletes. So, you know, that's kind of the gist of what I do, um, the overall sports performance aspect, strength and conditioning for all athletes, pretty much. Um, I've been in business now going on four years. Um, I truly say this is my three-and-a-half-year mark uh been able being able to put 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 full time into it. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's been it's been a blessing, man, for me and my family, truthfully. Um you know, at first, you know, COVID started happening and taking place, man, and it, it kind of changed things around, but unfortunately we were able to still get out there, and get some guys, you know, continue rolling. Mm -hmm. with the training aspect of everything um school kind of got cut short for those guys man so a lot of kids was dealing with the fact of having to cut their season short couldn't forego their season so you know i tried to make it my priority to find a way to keep them guys still acclimated to training Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i did was i started to do a lot of small group training and Mm -hmm you know just to kind of keep the guys active and keep that competitive nature going mm-hmm. and so you know with covid happening it kind of turned us to kind of have to slow things down a little bit and unfortunately you know I was I was someone who actually caught it you know wow. and crazy thing about it my wife's pregnant and so yeah we we kind of was hit with a little adversity right there you know mm-hmm. real quick But, you know, I've been telling all my guys, you know, look, no matter what, in the face of adversity, we have to take advantage of these opportunities, man, because it's also been a blessing in disguise as well, because it allowed me to network with a lot of other trainers, a lot more people, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot more brands and businesses to really even put four performance athletes in a loophole with so many networks, so... I think that kind of benefited the business alongside of, you know, having this whole COVID situation going on. We were able to continue to pick up business. And so we kind of came to a hold at first, but then it slowly started picking back up as more and more people started to actually see what we were uh, still continuing to do.
0: That's good, man. That was, that was one of the things like early on, uh, you know, like when, like here in Dallas, everything shut down. We had to shut down, you know, everything. I was still able to go to my office and, um, you know, I take my phone, I take my tripod and I set it up and I'm doing, you know, Skype training sessions, FaceTime training sessions, trying to keep all my athletes as much as possible active. And, um, you know, I'm limited to the equipment that they have available. So, you know, it was at that point it was like, okay, like I can either, get creative which as much as possible i i try to uh i try to use creativity as as much as i can as a tool in my toolbox you know i don't want to um i don't want to do the exact same thing that every other coach does right so i want to um i don't want equipment to be my limiting factor right so um So it was kind of at that point, like, all right, like I can, if I'm creative, then, you know, business is going to continue as long as I'm, you know, I've got to, I've got to get ahead of this. I've got to get in front of it. I can't wait until, you know, until the end and then try to incorporate this, um, or try something new. Like, it's got to be like, I've got to be upfront with my clients and say, Hey, here's the situation. Here's what we can do. And, um, you know, getting out ahead of that, I think was super helpful just because it kind of set the tone for the rest of the time where once I was able to open back up, once they started to reopen some of the businesses, I was like, okay, well, you know, about maybe a two thirds to maybe a half of my clients were like, Hey, we're not, we're not coming back in. Like, (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, um, like you said you can get creative and you can you can see that through adversity there are opportunities and you can take advantage of those or you can just say well you know what what was me i guess i'm just going to you know throw the white flag up or lay down on my back i guess i'm done but i was like mm, there's that can't be that can't be the way so i'm i'm glad you know that there's other coaches out there who who saw this as an opportunity yeah like the situation is sad it's awful like people are losing their jobs they're losing their livelihoods people are getting sick um people are dying but you know like there's there's always going to be some light at the end of the tunnel and we've all got to focus and be hopeful that you know what we can progress towards that and so um yeah that's one of the reasons you're on today to talk a little bit about some of the ways you got creative. So let's jump into some of that.
1: Yeah. So, um you know, part of me as a coach, you know, I'm always looking for ways to innovate and add certain skill sets to my athletes. Whether that's, you know, we're doing some hand eye coordination. You know, I, I actually um got affiliated with HECO Sticks, which mm-hmm. I think is a great tool for hand eye coordination and just, you know, Getting at least to concentrate and focus in on different color variations and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because also in game situation, you know, there's hands and there's hands flying, there's you know all kind of things being chaotic tossed at yeah. you, distractions. You know, yeah, distract a lot of distraction during mm-hmm. the uh, time frame of a game. So, you know, that was one of the tools that I implemented with my athletes. You know, whether we was doing, you know. We didn't have a whole lot of space to utilize. I made sure that we were still able to get some speed and agility in there. Maybe, with mm-hmm. you know, the HECO sticks to try to, you know, take it up a notch, you know, raise the bar another level.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then also, you know, just getting my athletes and teaching my athletes the importance of recovery. That's so important for me because you have so much downtime. You know, these athletes had so much downtime throughout this pandemic. but for me, you know, I wanted my athletes to take advantage. So, Mm -hmm. um, I started incorporating a lot of muscle recovery tools for my guys to use. And, uh, one of those was sore soap. You know, I have a lot of my athletes using that. And, um,
0: yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. I've seen a couple posts about it. It looks really interesting. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, man. So sore soap, um, has essential oils in it that, actually flushes out like toxins waste product from your body
2: mm-hmm. that
1: actually helps in the healing and helps aid the healing process after you know working out training hard so it just gives you that rejuvenation you know you take you you shower whatever and whatever's aching on you you just kind of pass the soap along those joints those muscles mm-hmm. and before you know it man you get out the shower and you feel like, man. <laughs> so it's, it's that deep tissue.
0: Yeah. You can yeah. dig into it,
1: right? Yeah, like you, it's you dig into it and yeah. it really releases a lot of tension and built up pressure that's been in those joints for so long. And yeah. so I, I started um, utilizing that tool and giving it to my athletes to help them, you know, in their recovery process. And we just uh started speaking with art of sport. And art of sport kind of the same deal, but they, you know, have a lot of products that aids in, you know, like hygiene, mm-hmm. like deodorant, body soap, body wash. But it also, you know, keeps the guys fresh, clean, you know, so we're trying to find ways to just implement so many different tools to really show these guys what really goes on behind the scenes of being that true athlete you know Mm -hmm. it's not just training coming in every single day and you know just pushing your body past the limit but you also got to take time to heal you also got to put back into yourself so i think that's the, the, the important aspect of just being able to network and brand you know with these other companies so that way they know how serious you are when it comes to your athletes, so that way you can continue to innovate different methods and different ways to help help these guys in their training sessions.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's it's honestly huge. Like I I've been working with a uh, with a high school cross country team, and man, I don't I don't know if it's just because of like high school boys, middle school boys, like just that age, but like these kids will show up to practice and smell like they just ran 20 miles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right guys, what's going on? Like, did I smell that bad? When I like, (laughs) is it because, is it like a puberty thing? Is it like a, like a, like, uh, you know, your hormones are changing and like, you know, you're just starting to, you know, you like, is being, you know, is taking a shower every day a priority? Like I, I, It was a priority for me, but
1: (laughs) But that's the important aspect of just really teaching them, you know, how to be clean, hygienic, you know, I always talk about the little things and doing the little things correctly, whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, showing up to practice on time, uh, making sure that, you know, you're picking up your weights after training, Mm -hmm. you know, because All of those little things go a long way. And especially if you want to make it to the next level, you have to be on top of your game. You know, and a lot of my guys come to me and say, hey, coach, what can I do to get to the next level? And I said, well, you already got to start on it because you're investing into yourself. Mm. You know, your parents are investing into you with the proper training. You're getting the essential tools that you need to go to that next level. But it's up to you, you know, and at some point, you know, you're a full performance athlete, but you're going to go on to that next level. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I want you to always remember is the things that Coach Banks taught you when it was, you know what I'm saying, when it came down to your training, when it came down to you know muscle recovery when it came down to hygiene when it came down to doing the little things correctly you can take that anywhere in life and still be able to apply it you know and so when we when i talk about taking advantage of every opportunity that's also taking advantage of doing the little things correctly on a day-to-day basis so that way you can set yourself up in life for for things that may be challenging but you already have a step on it
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you already been implementing it so much into your lifestyle
2: yeah
0: if you try to incorporate something new that you've never done before it seems like a lot of work but if you've been doing this every day or consistently and you build up over time it's like eh, adding something in new it's like oh okay well it's just like when I was doing this before like I you don't walk in the weight room and throw, you know, 500 pounds on the bar and the first time and expect to be able to squat that, like you've got to build up to that. But once you're there, like maintaining that or then incorporating another lift, like you're going to be able to to pull from that. Right. So I think that's good that you're, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm going to show you these are the things, these are the tools to get you to the next level, but you've got to take responsibility for it. And you know, the onus is on you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mentor you and guide you, but it's how bad you want it and how yep. consistent you're going to be with it.
1: Said it right, Kev. That that's exactly how bad you want it because, you know, COVID has really taught so many athletes a valuable lesson. And I think that lesson is that you you can't put too many expectations on certain things. You know, you 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 expect to have a season. Okay, well, mm. The challenging aspect is, okay, what if that season doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. So then what? You stop working? So you stop working towards your goals because you already had an expectation that, oh, I'm playing this season. So what happens when you're challenged? You break down. And a lot of athletes face that this year. And, you know, that's part of the reason why, as coaches, we strive to stay on these kids about, man, make sure you're still doing the little things correct. You're still mm-hmm. training, you're still working hard because all that preparation you had like 8 9 months of a gap before your season even starts again. Yeah. That's unknown. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's unknown. Because we know especially being college athletes right after the season ends, you're right back to training.
0: Start it over. Yep.
1: <laughs> you know it's a it's a
0: yep. preseason
1: process. Here you go. Yeah ongoing process so you know a lot of kids who didn't really take advantage of this time are starting to feel it now Mm -hmm. you know they're behind in their development you know they haven't prepared so you know they're at practice they're cramping Uh, there's a lot more injuries taking place uh, take it being you know in the NFL Mm
2: -hmm. you know
1: I do say you know the the whole pandemic has kind of set things back and also, it could be the type of training that the guys were, guys were doing, you know. As professional athletes, you know, you would think, you know, they're getting top-tier training. They're, you know, taking care of their bodies. But you think about how much downtime you have compared to, you know, in the offseason when you're training and you have to report for, you know, OTAs and certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, when that, when that period is taken from you, you still have more downtime. So now you, you, the training that's taking an effect that you would be used to doing, you kind of got to find a alternative, an alternative way to train and it kind of deteriorates, you know, everything. So yeah. I just feel like with the injuries taking place, I mean it's what it's been over like twenty-some injuries.
0: It's a and ton, team. man. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Hamstrings, ACLs, yeah. like so,
0: season-ending. Yeah. Like not and, just and little so, things, big things.
1: Yeah, and so you know, part of that is you know training. Mm-hmm. You know because again, the downtime is not truly an upside to performance. Mm-hmm. Right, you may have a lot of more downtime to get off your feet, and all of this. You might have trained hard, but have you been putting in perspective all the things that you're used to doing, and maybe one or two workouts a day like they usually do, or mm-hmm. you know have a lot more time to recover or let those muscles heal without having to get back right up the next day and and go hard again and go hard again and then don't have a preseason to really get that feel for it again, you jump right back into the season and shoot, everybody's flying around. Well, you start asking, okay, were you and for for your training? Were you doing a lot of, you know, acceleration, deceleration? Or mm-hmm. were you just doing drills that just, you know, get your game ready? Were you, you know, doing a lot of muscle building, um, activities or where you just, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. It's not enough to be in
1: the gym. I call it free flow workout, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just doing what you want to do and thinking that's what's going to keep you healthy. So a lot of aspects go into the injuries that's taking place this season, Mm
0: -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think along those lines, um, yeah, it's, it's not enough to just train like no. your season's going to start at some point if you're not doing what you need to do to prep for the the demands of the season the the physical demands the uh the force demands if you're not prepping for that at some point like yeah, boom the season I'd starts it's too down. late yeah. you're not ready yep. so
1: I'd that's going to break the, down sooner than sooner than you expect
0: yeah and i think that uh the emphasis that you've kind of taken on on promoting recovery like we're in a downtime you're not generating a lot of, of physical stress for the most part people aren't doing a lot of training why would you need to focus on recovery well if you're doing what you need to do then you still need to focus on recovery oh by the way stress levels are through the roof if you're not focusing on recovery like it doesn't matter if your training's not super intense your body is is dealing with a ton of cortisol production. Um, so you're, you're in more of a catabolic state just in general, like your body's just breaking down because that, metabolism wise, that's just what's going on. So yeah. I think it's super important to focus on that. Like you, kind of what you had mentioned, like eight or nine months in what sport do you have eight or nine months to just focus on physical preparation and building a huge strength and performance base like like you said it that's unheard of and so you could have leveraged that or you could have sat on your butt or maybe you know i'm gonna go to the gym today oh i'll throw you know some weights um do a little bench oh maybe i'll do some leg press like that's not gonna prep you for you know the for physical
1: demands of your sport
0: you for know? getting on the line and dealing with somebody running right at you at you know max effort intensity so yeah,
1: it's, i mean man i i i have to give the guys that I've been training a lot of credit man every guy that I've trained that's been back in their football season has been way ahead of the curve all these mm-hmm. strength coaches are saying Man, whoever was training you, man, they did a phenomenal job with your <laughs> physical development because a lot of my guys are best, most in shape mm-hmm. um, from, from a technical standpoint, more technique sound than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the amount of energy that those guys have out there, like so many coaches have called me, man. These guys are for real. (laughs) They're conditioned. I mean, these guys are for real. I mean, but kudos to those kids. They actually took advantage Mm -hmm. of that time. You know, Mm -hmm. we did everything that we needed to do to prepare for this upcoming season, whether it was a season or not. Because I told them, I said, well, some of you are going to college next year, Mm right? Right. And if there's no season, well, guess what that does? That just gives you even more time to develop. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you get to college, you're already in that that prep phase of like, okay, I'm already doing next level standard type workouts. So you could already kind of have that that confidence going in knowing like, I prepared.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I prepared. And that's,
0: you're, you're so getting an extra season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you can, you can think about it like, oh, I'm losing a season or no, I'm actually gaining a season where, where my risk is lowered, but the potential benefit is way, way up because yes. the return on your investment could be huge. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, it could be huge. Like I had, uh, I had on my college cross country and track coach a couple months ago. Um, and I was like, coach, like, how are you? How are you dealing with this? What are you what are you saying to the guys? You know, like their season got cut off. They didn't get to finish their track season. And he's like, well, um, I told him, you've got six or seven months to lay it. The best and biggest foundation you'll ever have the opportunity to do before cross country. And the better you lay that foundation, the better your foundation is going to be for indoor season. So you can look at it this way. You'll have your best cross country season, indoor track season in outdoor track season this coming year. If you take advantage of this big gap of time where everybody else is going to be sitting on their butts, like, or you can do what everybody else is doing. And then, you know, a month before, you come back to school like, oh, oh, shoot, we're we're having a cross country season. I should probably start running right now. Like, man, it's too late. It's too late. You're gonna be hurting.
1: Yeah. So, and and that's one of the other things. Like, um, there's so there's a lot of things that's trending right now. You know, with the the the, the footwork and stuff like that. Well, what I've been preaching to my athletes is that look. Footwork, no matter what sport, no matter what you're doing, it's a key aspect in anything. You know, it's a it's a key aspect from a fundamental standpoint. But we have to be able to look past that part and build the foundation. Like you said, we have to start building the foundation of what keeps <laughs> the feet active. <laughs> what mm. keeps your body going what keeps everything functioning at a high efficient level and you know from from a demand standpoint i just wanted to build my guys energy system Mm -hmm. you know so we did a lot of you know metabolic type conditioning you know just to keep that threshold high
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so that way when it came down to their performance we actually have that other gear that we can kick into on the field. So, um, preparation, you know, I just kind of tried to stay away. I still do the footwork aspect in the speed and agility side of everything, but I'm more so when you watch my videos, everything is detailed and that's from a, whether that's I'm focusing on more stability, balance, um, you know, making sure we, we could transition in and out of cuts, Mm-hmm. All of those little things matter because if you prop, uh, don't properly place that foot underneath your hip, what happens, right? You're more at risk for injury. So all of the measures that I take within my training is all to prevent injury.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, And it's not just going through fancy footwork and stuff like that. It's more so about building that foundation so that way my kids can move at an efficient level
0: so you're telling me that you shouldn't just throw kids on an agility ladder you should actually have a reason behind it and and not only that but your your athletes should also be able to understand and convey that reason back to you so that they know why they're doing everything that they're doing is that what you're telling me james i agree <laughs> I agree. <to> that. <laughs> you're trying to <laughs> You're trying to teach these kids why they're moving the way they're moving? Man, this is <laughs> the purpose. <laughs> Man, there's not too many coaches out there doing that because they just, you know, hey, just fast feet, quick feet, go through the ladder, quick feet, move your feet this way, do this, do this, turn your hips.
1: Like... And then that's, that's where you turn around and ask the question, well, are they really moving efficiently? You mm. know what I'm saying? Because just going through the ladder – fast feet, what if they're doing it wrong? That's not building coordination,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? The whole purpose of the ladder is to what? (laughs) Build coordination.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But if you're you're not detail by detail paying attention to how they're moving and you're just like, fast feet, run them through the ladder, one foot, two feet, you know, well, we need to make sure that the mechanics are sound first, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Again, The foundation building on the foundation, you know, and I, I, I can't stress that enough, man. It's so important. But again, so many coaches forget that aspect, you know, and it's all about cool drills. It's all about putting kids, you know, oh, I've seen this from somewhere. So let me do this without having a valid reasoning as to why they're why? doing it that way.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's just yeah. all mimicking. Yep. You know,
0: yeah. So. Like, look, look, I got a brand new tool. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it off on, on Instagram. But yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. But hopefully, other people see it and they're like, "Oh, that's a cool tool." I'm gonna, I'm gonna go train with that guy. That's, exactly. And it's one of those and, things. You
1: know, I, I, don't take anything away from any coach who's out there to help kids advance. And, and mm-hmm. become better athletes, you know. Yeah. But also, you know, within our field, the guys who actually take this profession seriously are also the ones who are trying to key in on the foundations and the principles that have been laid before us so you know like coach bros always say you know methods may change but principles stay the same
0: that's so true
1: (laughs) you know And, and so that that's always stuck to me you know and it's it's true yeah. You know, methods may change. We we all can do something different, but when it comes back to the book, the principles never change. They don't
0: those, there's pillars <laughs> that are they're set in stone. Yeah. But the way that yeah, the way that we uh we utilize them or or yeah, that's so true. We're we're always gonna get more efficient ways to elicit a specific outcome. But if you don't understand why that outcome is important and how you're going to leverage that, then, you you know, you're you're in a hamster wheel and you're just spinning around. You're going in circles. So, yeah, it may, maybe your kids will be a little bit better conditioned. But at the end of the day, if they don't understand why, like you were talking about foot placement under the hip, like well if that foot's not under the hip, you're not only not going to generate as much force but you're also increasing the amount of force that you have to then absorb to prevent an injury. Like it works both ways. Like you're not only going to be faster, going to be more powerful, be able to make the, whatever the movement skill is, you'll be able to do that better. But you're also by not putting it in a different position, you're reducing your potential risk. So I think like that's, that's one of the things that I've got to convey with my, uh, with my running athletes, whether it's like an adult, you know, marathon runner or a triathlete or, you know, high school runner, whatever the case may be. It's like, uh, the way, like the reason that I get specific about this specific drill is because I don't want you doing this, but also because if you do this, you're going to be faster. You're going to be more efficient. You're going to be better. So I think, uh, coaching it, you know, often from two angles instead of just like, Oh, well, this is a performance drill. Oh, this is an injury prevention drill over here. Like these are two separate things. Like, no, like if you're doing things correctly, you're probably layering those two on top of each other. So I think convey that message, man. I think it's so important to teach, you know, to teach the athletes that.
1: Uh, Another thing I do, Kev is, um, you know, I, I, I talk about the importance of, um, I have this little saying, alignment to assignment. And basically, Mm. make sure you put your body in an optimal position before you initiate any movement. So that's, you know, from a football standpoint, you know, every athlete on the field has a specific stance that they're supposed to be in. If that stance, if you don't have any stability within that stance, guess what? It throws off everything else. Mm. You know? Everybody has a specific stance. So if you don't have any stability within that stance, guess what? It's going to throw off everything else. And it's the same thing with movement skills. Mm -hmm. You can't properly set your feet in position for takeoff or, or, you know what I'm saying, change the direction and properly accelerate, decelerate. Well, guess what? Chances are you're not moving efficient. Mm -hmm. And over time, Stress is just going to build up. Stress is going to build up. And guess what? A lot of wear and tear starts to take place on the body. And before you know it, now you're, A, either having a non-contact injury, Mm -hmm. like a lot of athletes experience, or B, you know what I'm saying, further down the line, something's going to happen because that body's just tired of moving repeatedly over and over in that same pattern Mm -hmm. where it's breaking down. Yep. You know, so that that's another important aspect I just teach to my athletes man alignment to assignment if you aligned correctly guess what you can execute your assignment Mhm.
0: I love that man that yeah. that reminds me of another ambroserism <laughs> <laughs> and uh he always says like if you start wrong you're gonna finish wrong like you can't you can't correct halfway through a movement pattern if you start it incorrectly. Like, you've got to train to start it correctly so that you can finish correctly. Like, um, but yeah, I like uh, alignment to assignment. That's beautiful, man. That's memorable. That's going to stick with kids when they hear that. So I love that. That's so cool. So what are what are some of the, I guess, the alignment to assignment fundamentals for specific uh, positions in football? Just throw, throw out a, a handful. Let's say somebody who's watching or listening is a lineman. What are some of the things that that they need to focus on at the beginning of, of the play?
1: Okay, so when it comes to alignment, you know, I always teach my at least be in a good position. Make sure you're in a, a fundamental position that will allow you to win and and so you know whether that's offensive line defensive line linebacker running back no matter where you at on the field you need to be in a position to win and so whether if you jump off sides guess what somewhere you will not stable right <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that does that costs your team
2: mm.
1: so i try to build discipline within each athlete that I train because again discipline is so important on the football field. You miss one block or you take the wrong read step or you take you know or you make the wrong cut. Guess what? All of that affects the, 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 the game. You mm-hmm. know, although you can come back from those plays but again one missed block, one missed assignment can deteriorate everything from a game perspective.
0: Yep, that's yards down the field, and yep. those yep. yards add up to points.
1: And yep. So, you know, just making sure that, you know, you're aligned correctly, your discipline, and your technique, your technique sound, making mm-hmm. sure across the board that we will be the most fundamental sound athletes on the field. You know, because, you know, even I have coaches right now, man, reach out to me. You know, about some of the high school kids that I'm training, college coaches, and they're like, man, you love what you're doing with those guys. Those guys' footwork is awesome. You know, mm. hips, awesome. You know, just the way they position themselves, awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. And, I'm,
1: you know, it makes me feel good because I'm building those aspects early.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that way, when they do get to the next level, they have that foundation set already. Mm-hmm. Coach stress you know, making sure that we in a good position in our stance, making sure that when we're ready for takeoff, we can explode, right? Mm-hmm. can – little things, you know, that play a big, huge role in each position, that's the things that we focus on building at four performance athletes.
0: Nice. I love it, man. It's, it's one of those things that, uh, like, if you're not – actively working on those fundamentals early. Like, man, that's one of those things that it's just it's not always sexy, right? Like it's it's not always the stuff that like people are attracted to. Like, but if you can do that, then man, then you're going to make a big play going into the end of the second quarter when everybody else is getting tired and just waiting for that that whistle so that they can go rest at halftime. Or you're making that play at the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter when everybody else is like, I'm toast. Like if, if you're laying that foundation early, then it's, it's all the non-sexy stuff that you do that allows you to do that sports center type play. I think, I mean, like you, you can do all that crazy training, but (laughs) The crazy training, at the end of the day, I don't think puts you in a position where where you make those big plays.
1: Nope. You know, so, and another thing I stress is, um, you know, we rep a lot of things, you know. And that, that's from basic fundamentals of, you know, let's for example, my receivers, right? We may rep releases. And we may, you know... Everything that we do is progression-based. So from releases, then we may go into, you know, route running, but we may break it down into short micro-movements or macro-movements where I might have them, you know, work on their 45 breaks, you know, like coming coming back for a curl or a comeback route or, Mm. you know, so I may set them up in their stands give him a go call, and on that third step, we need to be sticking and turning our hips. Little things like that to where when they're running down the field and their number called and it's time to sit that route down or break it off, guess what? We can do that efficiently. It -hmm. takes us no time to get out of that break, you know? But if we have a lot of choppiness, and guess what? It it disrupts the timing for the quarterback. Mm -hmm. So I preach those little things to, to all my guys like, look, if it's three steps, we need to be there in three steps. If it's five steps, we need to get there in five steps. Because, again, everything is about timing, right? Mm-hmm. And if you if you learn to master timing on the field, well, guess what? You put yourself in a position to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's all about separation. At the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. who's gonna win? Who's gonna win the battle? The, most of the time, the defensive backs don't know what you're doing, right? But we got we to gotta create separation from the line of scrimmage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if we selling our routes vertical, right, guess what? He has no choice, if you get up on his toes, to start flipping his hips. Once he flips his hips, now we have him, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we want to do. We want to create separation. And so those little things is what I, you know, I preach on, man. It's just mm-hmm. build the foundation first. Work on the little things. Repetition is the father of learning. So the more you rep it out, the better you become at it, the more efficient you're going to get at it. Guess what? And everything else is just going to flow. The game's going to slow down so much more for you. And that's mm-hmm. what I expressed to my athlete. Make sure we're doing the little things right so the game slows completely down for you. Mm-hmm. Everything is going across your face and all of it. it's too fast and you haven't trained for it. Guess what? You don't know what's hitting you, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. You're yeah everywhere You're yeah everywhere, but when you can control tempo of a game and you understand you know movement and getting open and finding that separation, well guess what you repped it so many times it becomes easy to. you You don't cut five hundred balls from the get- from the time span of you know us training over a nine month period, you know, mm-hmm. so. Those little things, it shouldn't be a a problem when you get in the game for you to have three and four drops, or you have this. Because guess what? That's all we worked on
2: (laughs) catching Mm -hmm. the ball.
1: You know what I'm saying? So just those little things and building and continuing to build and show those guys that look, man. No matter what you do in life, you're gonna have to rep it out. (laughs) It's gonna take reps, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. But let's make sure that we continue to build that foundation first, so that way it sets us apart in the end.
0: And I think that's such a valuable life lesson that, um, you know, like sports in general, I think can be such a good uh, metaphor or uh, for the difficulties that we experience in life, and and you know, if you're if you're willing to um, to learn. The hardships or the struggles that sports often provides and and apply that to your life like you can um sports is more than just you know spending time on field exercising whatever doing fitness type stuff etc um it can make you a better person it can make you more resilient and i think when you understand that like life is it's about reps you got to go to work every day You've got to get to pay your taxes every year. You've got to deal with people who either don't like you or or maybe you don't like them and you're going to have to deal with them on a consistent basis. And it's reps, man. It's so many reps. <laughs> uh, I got to do a podcast every week. That's reps. <laughs> but I think I'm a little bit better at it now than I was, you know, a year and a half ago when you were my second guess. Like I hope I'm better at it now. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um I got more people at least paying attention to it. Um, maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. But that I think is a really, really important life lesson. And if you're not uh if you're not aware of that and if you're not being mindful of that you know what life is about repetition and Um, A lot of that repetition we get to choose and a lot of that we don't get to choose. But if you're – it's the same with training. There's a lot of training repetition that I'm sure your athletes are like, man, I don't want to do this. But (laughs) but they know if they do it that, man, what are the chances that they're not – if they're a wide receiver, what are the chances you're not going to get a ball thrown at you? You're going to get a ball thrown at you. You have to be prepared. Like, you got to yeah. be ready. So, yeah. you got to know that route. You've got to start that's out in a position that's going to set you up to win. Like,
1: every opportunity, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. So, and getting those reps in, like, that's just, it's not just the fact of, oh, I've got to go through the motions. Like, no, like, you got to be keyed in. Like, every rep is the rep, it's the most important rep. And then when, you get into that flow state where time is is slowing down and you can see the whole field and you can read the mind of the person who's on the other side of the, of the line, who's trying to stop you. And you're like, no, nah, I know, I'm, I know what you're going to do. Cause I know what I'm going to do. And you're going to like, you're just, it's like you don't have to think because your body knows what to do. And I think that if you apply that same mentality to life, like, There's times where, when things get hard, it's like, hey, it's it's another repetition. Just show up, do what I got to do, and set myself up for success. Like you, you get to be the person who puts you in that position.
1: Mental preparation, mental preparation.
0: For sure, man. I love it. This is, dude. I'm so glad I got you back on. This has been awesome, man.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm on you know, myself, man. It's been, awesome. it's, it's been needed. <laughs> <Sure>.
0: <laughs> Goodness, man. It's so crazy at this point. I'm like, I thought, I thought about this kind of once I started the podcast, I was like, should I, you know, just try to do, you know, 52 episodes in a year, right? Do one every week. And then my second year, just start over. And just, just repeat all the same guests, try to do it in the same order and just see how different things are. Like,
1: how, broke, how much broke. Yeah, place. yeah.
0: Exactly. So I thought about doing that. Part of me is like, that would be really cool. But there's other people I want to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, but. There's some guests, like, I just got to get them back on. Like, I want to catch up. I want to see what's what's going on with them. And I know, you know, like, if I only talk to, you know, brand new guests every podcast episode, like, I'm missing out on learning stuff that, um, you know, that I should probably need to know. You know, like, I, I can't learn everything about how to train a high school or college football athlete from an hour conversation with you. I just, I'm not going to know enough, man. So
1: <laughs> it's important, though. You know, um, I'm just, I'm thankful, you know, that you were able to bring me back on, man. So we could discuss everything that's been kind of going on with the pandemic, how we've been able to grow from it. Mm-hmm. And I think all of those aspects are important in life, man. And so continuing to f- educate ourselves on ways to continue to grow and build and network, all of those things are so important
2: mm. further
1: down the line in life, man, because again, you know, I remember <laughs> being with you and Coach Bros, man, and I was like the baby of the crew. I, I had to <laughs> come up under y'all wing, man, for real. And, you know, y'all just taught me so much within training, man, to where now I'm applying those same methods, man, and things with my athletes, man, and it's just, it shows the growth,
2: you know, mm-hmm.
1: it shows the growth, when you are able to apply what's being taught to you, and you take it, and, you know, you build off of it, guess what, you, you have no, no choice but to succeed in anything that you do, because you're applying, it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, you're not just wasting helpful information, and I think that's so important,
2: yeah,
0: you're not just sitting on it. Like you're, you're sharing that with all your athletes, and the ones that are that are absorbing that and utilizing it, man, it shows on the field, man. So, yep. sweet. All right, dude. Tell everybody where they can uh, where they can find you, where they can watch your videos,
1: how they can reach out to you. Yes, sir. You guys can follow me at Four Performance Athletes LLC on Instagram. I also have my Twitter account at Forward Athletes. You guys can also check me out on there. Um, and as always, you know, I appreciate you, Kevin. Thank you for reaching back out, man. And like I say, you know, the motto is train excel.
0: That's it, man. That's the motto. I love it. So, uh, dude, it's always a pleasure to have you on. It's always good to catch up with you. Um, yeah, y'all. Go follow James right now, and uh, if you have any questions, reach out to him. He He's the man. And, uh, yeah. Also, stay tuned Kevin's for – He's
1: really the man, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's really
0: the I don't, man. I don't know about that. I try. I try. But, you know, like we're we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Like the people who came before us, who took us under their wings, like we're – we're around and we're able to do what we do because of, of guys like bros. Um, so I wish I could say that I am the man, but <laughs> I'm a man. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> awesome. All righty, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Adios.